Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and social media conciliary. Today's guests are Matt Haller and the IFA team. Today's episode is brought to you by Answer Connect, Constant Contact, and our newest sponsor, Thrive. Thrive is an end-to-end client experience software for growing franchise brands. With their turnkey solution, franchisors can be confident every location is running and growing on the same franchise marketing software. Easily view your best and worst performing locations, filtered by metrics such as geography, average order value, number of appointments, and more. Keep tabs on your entire business and individual locations all from one place. Check it out at thrive.com slash features slash franchises. Joining me today is Matt Haller. He's the new CEO of the International Franchise Association, along with Jennifer Brandine and Ricky Amos, also from the IFA. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Good morning, Jack. Thanks for having me. It's it's nice to have you all here. Um, Matt, first of all, congratulations on your new role as CEO at the IFA. I know most members that I know um, had a, a huge sigh of relief when that announcement was made, and everybody's pretty happy about this. Well, I don't know if that's a question or a comment, but um, I appreciate the kind words, Jack, and uh, I had a sigh of re- relief, too. I mean, I've been around for, <laughs> for 10 years, so I don't have to learn a new organization. Obviously, yeah. I have to wear a bit of a different hat, but uh, yeah. you know, the mark of running a good organization is putting good people around you, and I've got a great team around me already, so you know, we're off and running and uh, hope to get back in person and around some IFA members here in the not too distant future and got some big challenges ahead of us on the government relations front, as well as just generally in business right now with all the disruption that's taken place in the country over the last 18 months. So yeah, uh, here to here to here to listen and here to get out some of the, the key things that we're working on. You mentioned getting back in person with uh, a lot of IFA members. And before we get into all of the big issues of, of the day. I want to mention that you've got a couple of good sessions coming up this week at the multi-unit franchising conference in Vegas. It looks like we're doing kind of a bit of a town hall with you on Thursday. Yeah. Hopefully it's not like the congressional town halls where people are like throwing tomatoes or protesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, doing a, uh, I mean, they're great partners of ours. We've, we've partnered on this event for a number of years. We're actually partnering on their leadership summit coming up in Atlanta uh, in, in a month and a half here, but they're doing a meet and greet that they put on the agenda for franchisees and others that, you know, don't know me or people that want to just come say hello. And, you know, I think I'll, for that, I I will mostly listen, um, to what's on the mind of, of, uh, IFA members and others in the franchise community. And then doing the session on the general stage Thursday afternoon with David Barr, our uh, immediate past chairman, and Michael Latito um, talking about what's going on in Washington uh, and and some of the top issues happening on the Hill as well as in the States. So, and Excellent. how to get involved in our, in our franchise action network, which, which you and your listeners know well. 
Yeah. So we will see you there in Vegas on Thursday. But while we're talking about it, let's get into some of those issues that uh, that you and your panelists will be discussing in that uh, general session panel. Um, give me kind of an overview of the of the main issues affecting franchising today and where we stand. What's sort of number one on the list? Well, there's been a lot of people paying attention, rightly so, to the PRO Act. Um, that is the labor wish list bill that has been uh, front and center for the Biden administration and the Democrats controlling both chambers of commerce Congress um, since uh, since January. The good news is because the filibuster is not going to be changed. Thank you, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. Yes. Uh, the Pro Act has virtually no chance of becoming law. Um, you know, there there are not even. 50 votes to change the, the, the Senate legislative filibuster. Um, but the good news for franchising advocates like ourselves is there's fewer than 50 votes to even support the PRO Act. And I think that's because of so much of the engagement from people in the franchising community telling Congress what a horrible idea it is to upend the franchise business model around the areas of joint employer and on the similar lines to what California did with Assembly Bill 5 in 2019. Those are the two issues that impact franchising most significantly in the PRO Act. There's a 25 other issues in there that are just bad ideas generally for people that believe in free enterprise. Um, but that's not going anywhere and we'll continue to keep it that way. Um, however, on the regulatory side with a change in administration often comes change in rulemakings or other areas. So the joint employer issue isn't going anywhere. Um, or excuse me, we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be changing in all likelihood through some NLRB and Department of Labor actions. Yeah, that's uh, what I wanted to get permanent. to. Without, without the PRO Act, we're, we're still, even if the PRO Act doesn't go through, we're, we're still worried about joint employer and what that's going to look like or, or what it might even look like already today with the new administration, right? That's right. Now, um, I have to rewind the tape to like 2015. So we've been through this before on the regulatory side. We've never yeah. been through it on the legislative side. So legislation, incredibly hard to change, um, which the Democrats are finding it um, at this point. Uh, but on the rulemaking side, it will be easier to change. It hasn't changed yet, um, but that is forthcoming, um, reading the tea leaves and the people that we are talking to in the Biden administration. Um, they do intend to go back to the more expansive definition through um, federal labor law around uh, joint employment and an independent contractor status. Does it feel like um, some of these issues are taking a back burner right now due to, oh, I don't know, the, the, the incredibly nasty couple of weeks worth of news. We've recently had everything from Afghanistan to more COVID um, uh, variants to uh, the, the, the $3.5 trillion budget. Um, are, are a lot of our domestic business issues not going forward, or is it just that maybe we're not hearing about it on news 24 hours a day now? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, certainly the news cycle has been dominated by, rightly so, the, 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 the Delta variant and the news out of Afghanistan, and even this week, the hurricane down in the yeah, Gulf. Yeah. Um, but you know, the Biden administration is pressing forward aggressively on their domestic agenda. I mean, they've 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 passed the Senate infrastructure bill. Um, 
you know, with, with very limited national news fanfare, but that's a really, really big deal. Um, they've been getting their nominees in place, uh, which is a really big deal as people are policy. And they're continuing to press forward on the budget, um, which sets the stage for tax increases and a whole host of other um, permanent and temporary new domestic spending programs that are going to impact businesses of every size. Um, there's nothing that's a full frontal assault to the franchise model in there specifically, um, but these things will certainly have an impact. We'll talk some about that on our session at the multi-unit show. Um, but most importantly for the, the joint employer issue and the independent contractor issue is uh, the, the National Labor Relations Board will flip from Republican to Democrat control uh, this week. Uh, mm. And David Weil, who is the individual responsible for um, implementing the joint employer issue at the Labor Department, is uh, not been confirmed yet by the U.S. Senate. Uh, he had his hearing right before uh, the, the August recess. And, you know, we've been continuing to oppose his nomination. And in my view, David Weil is the PRO Act. He's the personification of the PRO Act. He's advanced a flawed economic theory about why franchising is a bad business model for workers. Um, one of the things I'd like to talk to you and get some awareness on is a forthcoming um, Oxford economics report that we've done in conjunction with the IFA Foundation uh, to push back on some of that flawed economic theory that has created um, an appetite for some of this uh, policy change in the area of joint employer that that we disagree with and that would harm franchising. Is that report um, available now or is that coming soon? No, this is me uh, wetting your appetite, Jack. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> when, when could we expect something like that? So uh, September 21st, we expect to release this report uh, and launch a new uh, reputation um, public affairs campaign um, around the data, as well as communicating the value of the franchise model through a number of um, themes that I think Ricky and Jen might talk about here in a minute, and that, that will be a centerpiece of um, our work going forward. So we're very excited about that. And you and I were chatting in the green room, I guess, as they call it, before we came on here about some ways that different committees at the IFA can support work that we're doing, um, helping us draw out these stories from the industry is what you know PR firms and our brands do each and every day. But we need to be very intentional about tying them to this report because they are the manifestation of the data. The data tells us one thing, but we need the emotional um, connectivity to these, uh, these, these narratives that exist in franchising that really help us keep people like Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin and others on Capitol Hill um, comfortable with not upending franchising with bad yeah. ideas like the Pro Act. So that's yeah. the full circle. Excellent. Um, before we get off of hot topics, are there any other things that you're you're working on? I, I know you're working on not just federal stuff, but something at, at all 50 states levels. Is there anything um, happening in any states or are there any regional issues that some of our listeners need to be aware of as well? California is always a problem, um, and this year has been no exception. They are the first state that proposed a codification of the joint employer test in state law. They only applied it to uh, the, the restaurant and hospitality industry. Uh, we were able to beat that bill back in uh, July, but it is um, 
you know, nothing's ever dead in legislative parlance. It's yeah. only dead for now. Um, California has a two-year legislative session, so it will be back in January, and um, we'll need to continue to engage on that. That was called the FAST Act. Um, but it's been relatively quiet in uh, the rest of the country on specific franchising issues. We've had, of course, a lot of different sectors have been dealing with various, you know, changes in capacity and, you know, vaccine requirements and other COVID related matters um, over the last, you know, many months and, you know, year plus, but those are tending to, to wane and there's beginning to be a bit more of a uniformity, at least domestically mm-hmm. uh, around, uh, around that issue. Um, but on the franchise specific front, it's been relatively quiet. Excellent. Uh, you mentioned some of the other programs that the IFA is, um, is really putting a lot of support behind. Uh, Ricky Amos, I want to get to you on this area. Um, some of our listeners might not be familiar with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your role and what's happening in your area of the IFA? Absolutely. Thank you, Jack. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be with everybody today and, and to talk about what we're all doing at the IFA and the IFA Foundation to support franchising and um you know, just share the really positive story that is the truth for so many. Um, so as you said, my, my name is Ricky Amos. I'm the executive director of the IFA Foundation. For those who aren't familiar with it, you know, our, our purpose is to, you know, kind of do some of what we've been talking about here today already, raise awareness of the franchise business model and educate people about its positive impact across the country, around the world, you know, essentially in every community. Um, you know, we want to help people find their way to franchising as a way to realize their small business ownership dreams because so many are local leaders. Um, we do that by reaching out and educating veterans, uh, minority communities, and other underrepresented populations, uh, women, you, you name it. And our goal is to help get in front of those audiences, help them learn more about franchising help them learn about specific opportunities that are here for them. And then as part of that too, you know, sharing with them and with the public in general, these amazing stories that are from our franchise leaders that um, help people realize kind of like the truth of what franchising is about how so many started with an idea. They started with some commitment, uh, effort and energy, and now they're, they're running um, really successful businesses and they're contributing back to their communities every day to make them stronger and healthier. And, and certainly there's been no more time than right, than right now about how important that is to have local leaders who are wanting to help our communities recover and get healthy and stronger. Um, so at the IFA Foundation, we, we run a number of programs that I, you know, Matt was already alluding to where we have our vet friend program where we reach out to veterans and raise awareness of that to them about franchising opportunities. We have our Franchising Gives Back program, which we know uh, a lot of people are familiar with but might not realize that the IFA Foundation plays a role there, where we help um, shine a light on all of the positive contributions in terms of money, uh, volunteer hours, and service to uh, address um, challenges in local communities and how much of that is led by our franchise systems. And we also have our Diversity Institute was one that we wanted to talk about in, in particular here today. You know, we we know that data tells us that franchising has a pretty good story to, to tell as a foundation with regard to what are minority ownership rates within businesses. About 
30% of franchise businesses are owned by uh, women, people of color, and those from underrepresented populations, compared to about 18% in non-franchise businesses. Um, wow, that's a, that's a big gap. That's, uh, it, it's surprising to hear that that's a big gap, but, you know, go franchising. I, isn't it? It's a great place to start, right? And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really understand. And it's not to say that there isn't plenty of work to do. And that's part of what, you know, we're leaning into collectively as an IFA all the more as, as the, um, in the coming years with Matt's leadership and our, our focus on, well, how do we make that number even bigger, right? Uh, and how does the IFA foundation uh, focus on getting out in front of communities that are interested and then particularly share examples, uh, you know, people with similar backgrounds, similar experiences, and letting them share their journey uh, as to how they found their successful path forward through franchising. So, um, you know, and then through that as well, with the public affairs work that we're doing and the reputation campaign, you know, we think it's vitally important as well that public stakeholders, community leaders, they all need to hear the story as well. It's not the franchising that they think they know. It's the, mm-hmm. the franchising um, in, in, in truth. And so that's a big part of what we do uh, here in, in general. I love the idea of more storytelling with with all of these areas of the foundation, because bottom line, that's what this all comes down to, right? Is <laughs> sharing stories of of people who are uh, starting, growing, or getting into a business. If um, any of our listeners want to learn more uh, specifically about the Diversity Institute, where can we send those people? I would love to just have them reach out to us directly. We're actively right now, um, we have a number of programs that we're running and we, we're wanting to just get people connected to all of those uh, those left and right. So our Diversity Institute in particular is uh, building affinity groups. So we have our Black Franchise Leadership Council. We have our Pride Council for the LGBTQ community. And we see these as opportunities to accomplish a number of goals, you know, building a community of of people to share experiences, practices, networking, you name it. Um, And then also be able to do that outreach into communities. You know, when you talk with a lot of our franchise leaders, one of the main things they're all driven to do is I want to help find people like me and hear them that franchising is something that they can do. Uh, If I can do it, they can do it. And so we look for our affinity groups to help build that community, get those stories out, and then just be evangelists out to um, future entrepreneurs and really important stakeholders to share that story. So, you know, I think one of the easiest ways to start is just, you know, email our Amos at franchise.org and we'll, we'll get you connected to the different volunteer groups and, and leaders who are organizing those events, those webinars, outreach engagements, uh, and then, you know, working with Jen and the events team uh, and, and Matt with our, our leadership and making sure that all of those communities also have opportunities to convene as we're getting our membership together as well. Back in a moment after this word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss calls or answer the phone with, hey, 
Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off of your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they can set appointments, follow up with potential customers, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234 or visit answerconnect.com slash franchise. We are chatting with the executive team from the International Franchise Association today. Uh, Jen Brandine, welcome to the show. I, I really wanted to chat with you about sort of what's coming up in the near future with the IFA as far as events and other things that are happening. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is great. And uh, if I can give a shameless plug uh, for ways to get involved before I kick off uh, our events and kind of what we have on the roadmap for the fall and 2022, I would encourage all of your listeners uh, that if you are not a member of the IFA, I encourage you to join uh, and reach out to our membership team for more information. Uh, there are so many ways beyond just our events and education uh, to get involved with over 24 committees um, and just a variety of kind of thought leadership and expertise in addition to participating. So I'd love to just start there with sharing kind of a call to action about yeah. how to get involved with the IFA. Uh, as Matt mentioned earlier, there's so many things that change uh, with constant updates from our government relations, from our foundation team, and with all of the changes going on uh, in the economy, in the world that our members are eager to stay updated on and learn and listen uh, you know, to other experts and other members. And so we are continually kind of updating our uh, membership engagement and education uh, in addition to our in-person events. Is there a certain place, um, website or community or social media where people can connect with one of those, you know, dozens of committees or, or other things that they might want to get involved in? Or is there maybe somebody at the IFA that they should connect with first, maybe regarding membership? Sure. So there's a couple of ways. I would encourage you to reach out to our membership team. It's membership at franchise.org. Paul Rocchio leads our membership team, and they will be back in touch there. Uh, the other place is our website, franchise.org. So if you backslash membership, there's information there. Uh, if you do franchise.org backslash events, all of the information regarding our virtual engagement and workshops and our events are all on the website as well. Excellent. So when it comes to these events, um, what's coming up first? I, I think we've got a Franchise Action Network Day happening uh, here in September. We sure do. So I'll kick it off with what we have coming up with our in-person events. So September will be the first time in about a year and a half, a little bit more, that the IFA will have a return to in-person events. Uh, and that will be uh, a, a leadership summit on September 20th and 21st in Washington, D.C. Uh, that will be two days. It's in-person, invite-only uh, for attendance. We're really keeping it small uh, intentionally just with the current uh, COVID um, 
conditions and uh, to just bring a small group together in DC for those two days. So it'll be two days with a, a robust agenda, which you can also find online a lot in terms of the current administration, congressional um, uh, figures and other kind of experts that will be spending time together, including those from the franchise community and our board and our membership over those couple of days. We'll have a live stream uh, component on Tuesday the 21st for any of our members that want to participate and get a live stream of a full day's agenda there. And then on Wednesday, September 22nd, uh, we will have uh, our virtual fan day. Uh, so that will be to all of our franchisees. That is a free event. Um, and there will be a toolkit and all sorts of ways on Wednesday to get involved um, with our Franchise Action Network and engage with your uh, local communities and your local politicians. Got it. Uh, so that's kind of coming up over those three days. Uh, so we'll be engaging, like I said, um, we'll also have a day, half day of potentially going into the Capitol for in-person visits or bringing some of the congressional staff to uh, a venue in DC. Oh, excellent. That, that would be a great idea as well. So um, after the Franchise Action Network, we still have a couple of other events coming our way from the IFA this fall in person, right? That's correct. So I'll give you a quick overview of what we have uh, on tap for the fall leading right up to our IFA convention in February. So following our leadership summit in September, we will uh, work, we work partner with MFV on their uh, franchisee expos. Mm -hmm. uh, so the largest uh, franchisee expo in the world, uh, the International Franchise Expo will occur September 24th and 25th in New York City. Uh, then following that, we have uh, the IFA Annual Operations Conference in Chicago from the 4th to the 6th. Uh, as Matt mentioned earlier, we are partnering this year with Franchise Update on their Leadership and Development Conference, uh, October 19th to the 21st in, in Atlanta. And candidly, this has become a, a key strategy of the IFAs uh, in the pandemic, in uh, COVID, and really coming out of it into uh, the new world to partner with business and uh, the franchise community where we can come together to share relevant content and information and uh, kind of leverage uh, the best of what we both do together. And so I think you're going to see a lot more of that in the future uh, with the IFA and other partners. Uh, and then following that, working again with MFV on our partnership, there's a Houston Expo on the 27th and 28th. Uh, and then wrapping up the year for the IFA will be our Emerging Franchisor Conference, uh, November 16th to 18th. Right now that is scheduled in New Orleans. Uh, I think, you know, just given the hurricane uh, conditions, we'll have to monitor that and certainly update uh, your listeners and our membership yeah. if there are any changes there. Yeah. And then and finally. Oh, go, go uh, real quick. We'll have uh, links to all of those places and where you can register for each of these events that Jen just mentioned on the Social Geek site on the events page. So check that out when you can. Thanks. Uh, and then just leading up into 2022 is our uh, hallmark event, the IFA annual convention, which will be held in San Diego this year, uh, February 26th to March 1st. Nice. And as you mentioned, all of these events can be found on our franchise.org backslash events page. Um, as well as a list of all of our virtual events, um, for lack of a better word, as we look at 
engaging our members beyond the in-person events. Um, with a 365 engagement strategy, we have uh, a myriad of ways for our members uh, to get involved, um, either town hall calls or workshops. We do webinars and lunch and learns um, and have a series of uh, webinars and other workshops uh, over the course of the fall that are already planned out on that page as well. Uh, and many of our committees and our forums are really active uh, as members and, and you, Jack, have been really uh, a marquee kind of uh, lead in uh, this along with the marketing committee is really putting together uh, workshops and engagement and, and connectivity online um, for our members around key topics. Yeah, and if anybody hasn't participated in any of these workshops, you really got to check these out. Um, the, you, you should be getting emails about them, and, and you can definitely find them at franchise.org. But I've been participating in the uh, the marketing workshop, also the um, the supplier workshops. We've got another one coming up very soon there. Um, and, and I think there's a franchise relations workshop, too. And these are all free virtual events for members. And it's a great way to, you know, jump into a roundtable and just, you know, do some networking before we can get back to anything in person. So I, I highly recommend any IFA members check those out. Jen, you mentioned, you know, everything's sort of moving forward towards the uh, the big convention in February. That's going to be in San Diego. I can't wait for that. The first IFA convention I went to... Um, a dozen years ago, 13 years ago, something like that was, was in San Diego. So um, I I think uh, a lot of us are looking forward to getting back to the big show, the big, big show, right? We are, I've been to one, um, but this one is sure to be special coming, you know, returning to in-person. And I should also mention that it's the 25th anniversary of VetFran. And so what Uh, better location than in San Diego as well. So I think you'll see a large focus um, around uh, our vet friend um, program, uh, around diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion, and then around all of the storytelling and franchise census and all, all of the great work that Matt and Ricky alluded to earlier that the IFA is working on. Before we go, a quick word from Constant Contact. Give your franchisees the marketing tools they need to succeed with Constant Contact's Franchise Partner Program. As a franchise partner, you'll get access to all of Constant Contact's powerful online marketing tools and resources, including email automation, social marketing, and real-time reporting, all in one place and all at a discounted price. Constant Contact offers hands-on account management, award-winning technical support, online education, marketing content, and more. Get the best online marketing tools for your brand today by visiting constantcontact.com slash socialgeek. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.